the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Oh, what a night. It was uh, certainly the case. Uh, in Cleveland, the first round of the NFL draft officially in the books. Uh, Lundy, I think I finished up nine and a half units uh, on the night in betting. I cashed 10 out of 12 tickets. I was not as high on the unit scale as my buddy Elliot Chris at FTN Fantasy, FTN Daily, and FTN Bets was. He was up over 30 units. Uh, but then again, he also had 100 tickets. Exactly. <laughs> on I think just round one, and I know he's got probably another twenty or thirty uh, selections tonight that he's going to be sweating out. But a remarkable night, and my Chicago Bears didn't do anything dumb. They made the smartest, the sagest, the wisest decision the organization's maybe ever made: trading up to get Justin Fields. Oh, it was glorious. Yeah, that was pretty. I'll tell you what, uh, shout out to Chris, but I'm not going to lie, Brad, when uh, Najee Harris and Travis Etienne went off the board back to back, that was that was a 19 unit swing for me in my bets last night uh, (laughs) because I had the over I had hammered the daylights out of the over one and a half running backs in round one and I also had uh, a lot tied into Pittsburgh drafting a running back so when those two things happened back to back oh daddy was happy yeah certainly was the case uh, for all of us uh, in regards to that wager yeah because I had Harris on the under 30 and a half I had Pittsburgh to take a running back first at plus plus 225 and then we had uh, the odds boost Thanks to uh, Pro Football Focus and DraftKings on the over one and a half running backs, also at plus 225. Yeah, that was a very profitable string of selections on Thursday night. We already got early offensive rookie of the year odds out. Trevor Lawrence at DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, of course, your pack leader at three to one. Fields at four to one. Trey Lance who went to San Francisco at five to one. Uh, Zach Wilson at ten to one. Pitts at eleven to one. Jamar ding, Chase. Ding 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 ding. Ooh, okay, that's your selection. Chase at thirteen to one. Uh, Jones at fourteen to one. That's Mac Jones and Najee Harris at fourteen to one. And I will throw in the ding 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 there from Mister. Harris, who's going to instantly step in and be a Clydesdale for the Pittsburgh Steelers this season. Tell me why you like Pitts. I like Pitts just because I think, again, same kind of thing. I think that Kyle Pitts is walking into a scenario where he's just going to instantly be able to thrive. Um, You know, I don't know that he's going to wind up with this insane catch total, but I think he's going to be splashing six pretty frequently uh, within that offense. So I I like Kyle Pitts for a combination of that and, oh, plus 1,100? Sure, why not? Oh, and I can't wait for the Matt Ryan touchdown props to come out. Over! Over. Give me the sledgehammer. Let's go. Because uh, Atlanta, yeah, they haven't made a whole lot of investments in defense either. So they're going to have to probably average (laughs) 30 points a game. So I can't wait for that. And so much more. So if you want to get in on any of those futures wagers, anything tied to night two of the NFL draft, we're going to break down in our fade five here in a moment. Need to do so right now at DraftKings Sportsbook. And the hits literally keep on coming from one boxing event to the next. They grow in excitement and anticipation. And this weekend is no different with two of the sport's most respected fighters. And we're talking about next weekend, 
stepping into the ring on Saturday night. There is no better place to get in all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. For next weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all new users a shot at turning $1 into $55 to celebrate next weekend's huge event. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering new users the opportunity to get 55 to 1 odds on either main event fighter to win this weekend's fight. Again, that's $1. And if the fighter of your choice wins, you cash 55 Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN when you sign up. And for a limited time, all new users can bet $1 to win $55 on next weekend's main event. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving uh, you an all-out offer for new users by giving them the chance to win $55 when placing a bet of $1 on next weekend's big fight only. At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. With that, on this Freaky Friday edition, let's get to it with the Fade Five. Number five. All right, night two of the NFL Draft. Going to move a little bit quicker. You know, I felt like uh, Ted Cruz. Uh, last night, Lundy just kind of nodding off, nodding off. Get on with it already, Jacksonville. You got to bleed the damn clock. We already know you're taking Trevor Lawrence. But that I swear the case. NFL told them to do that, though. Oh, I'm of not course they like, did. Hey, drag this out. We got some sponsors we got to fit in. <laughs> yeah, and they extended the entire exercise by an additional unnecessary 30 minutes. But the NFL's going to NFL. Anyway, night two will be lightning quick by comparison and let's start off with a quarterback still on the board and probably at the top of a few teams wish list Kyle Trask formerly of the Florida Gators to go in round two it's plus 175 and I say that is exactly what is going to happen six foot four 227 pounds a guy that's got a bulldog demeanor made some serious strides the last couple of years down in Gainesville especially on deep balls had a 139.6 passer rating on Chucks beyond 20 yards got good touch elsewhere and he was also top 15 in adjusted completion percentage look uh, he's not a special arm talent, uh, and he lacks mobility, kind of your classic pocket-tie quarterback. But Washington at number 51, maybe the Lions at number 41, and oh, Lundy, with all of the Aaron Rodgers to Denver rumors that are out there, wouldn't that be something? And maybe telling if Green Bay took Trask at number 62. Do you see the Gator chomping down and getting picked in round two tonight? Well, I don't think I'm going to sledgehammer it like we did about the running backs because uh, that was obviously one that uh, you and I both felt very strongly about. But I do think at plus odds, the likelihood of him going in round two, getting off the board here within the first, you know, 90 minutes, two hours of the exercise tonight of rounds two and three, I think there's a decent shot of that. So, like I said, I don't think I'm going to hammer it like I did the running back bet, but I do think that it is something that folks will – take the the chance on right we see that within uh these first couple of rounds anytime we talk about quarterbacks because as an nfl team if you do hit it pays dividends for a long time so it's worth the gamble and it's worth you on the gamble at a plus 175 do it green bay i'm daring you number four all right let's move on the la rams are gonna make uh, their pick uh, it's their first pick in this draft because they trade away all their first round draft capital i think in a perpetuity 
uh, based on some of the moves that they've made. Don't need need a whole lot, to be honest with you, Lundy. Uh, you know, they went out and they acquired Matthew Stafford, that coveted piece uh, to solve their quarterback riddle. Uh, but I think they're going to go offensive line at number 57, and it's plus 250 that they do at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, the Rams were number 10, according to Pro Football Focus last season, and pass blocking efficiency. Uh, and Matthew Stafford really wasn't pressured all that much. A season ago with Detroit, uh, number 29 in pressure percentage, 28.5% of the time, and number 16 in total pressures. But still, uh, he's a 33-year-old quarterback. Uh, You can never have enough uh, front-line depth, and I think they're going to add that piece to the overall uh, roster to ensure uh, that Stafford's going to have a ton of clean jerseys this year. So maybe they go Wyatt Davis at Ohio State, uh, Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan, Jackson Carmen from Clemson. Those all make sense if they're available there at number 57 at plus 250. I think that's exactly what's going to come to fruition. So, fade or follow the Rammies going offensive line with their first pick in this 2021 NFL draft. This is one I will follow you on. I like the plus 250, and I like the fact that when you look at them at 57, again, we're going to kick things off with 33. Uh, So by the time we get down to pick 57, we are talking about that sort of, uh, you know, second going into maybe even third tier of some of these offensive linemen, and I think that's right exactly where the Rams are going to look. Obviously, the top studs went off the board last night, so now the Rams, because of where they're sitting, because they've got to wait, you know, a couple dozen picks to be able to get to their spot, spot this is their opportunity to say okay who's our best guy on the board and I don't think uh, it to your point Brad I just think they need the help with the offensive line I don't think it matters if it is a guard I don't think it matters if it is a tackle I think they just need to go find one of the dancing bears in the trenches and add them to the roster so I like this at a plus 250 I think it's a good positive number could I see them go to another position sure but again at a plus 250 I think this is a good roll of the dice with what the Rammies will decide to do with their first overall pick of 2021. Grab a big ugly. Ugly? Ugly? Yeah, ugly. L.A. Number three. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, Seattle. I think they have maybe an offensive line need. Uh, Don't you believe that, Lundy? At plus 300, they make their first selection at number 56 in this 2021 NFL draft. And, you know, Russell Wilson, a lot of bitching, a lot of moaning. Uh, we had all those trade rumors and speculation running wild this offseason. The Bears were entertaining it. Of course, couldn't pull that off. They ended up getting Justin Fields. They pulled off a major coup last night, trading up to acquire the Ohio State quarterback. But you know that Russell is going to get his demand met because it is a severe area of need for this Seahawks franchise. They were number 20 last season in pass-blocking efficiency. Wilson was the third most pressured quarterback uh, in the NFL, he was under duress. 38% of his dropbacks suffered 14 sacks, 10 hits, and 13 hurries. So I think they got to throw a bone to Russell. Uh, they got to quell his nerves. They have got to satisfy his every need, uh, Lundy. So, yes, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, we did it. Way to go, Seahawks. So, do you believe? that Petey Sunshine and company go out there and get a big ugly of their own. Fade or follow Seattle taking an offensive lineman just ahead of the Rams at number 56 at plus 300. 
This is actually my favorite of the Fade Five today, Brad. I'm following on this one. A couple of reasons. One, we know that Russell Wilson has been bitching and moaning about the offensive line, so that's obviously part of it. Two, Seattle picking right in front of the Rams that we were just talking about, picking at 56 with the Rammies at 57. But here's the other reason why I think this is almost a guarantee that they go offensive line. Yes, they need some other help. They need some defensive line help. They need an edge rusher. There's some things they need on their defense. However, Seattle picks at 56. Brad, then they don't pick again until tomorrow at 129. Wow. wow. That's, they do not have a third-round pick, and their fourth-round pick is at number 129, nine times. Um, they are <laughs> they do not pick again forever. So if they do not take an offensive lineman at 56, if they decide to try to stack the trenches with their fourth-rounder, or, by the way, after their fourth-rounder, they don't pick again until 250. So by the time you get that deep, the offensive line talent, all of them are going to be projects. All of them are going to be guys that are not going to walk in and you can just plug and play or that maybe could be a starter by the end of the season. You're going to be talking about some talent that is still there in the fourth and seventh round for a reason. So if they don't do offensive line at 56, it's going to be a long wait for them to try to do something. So I really like this pick of offensive line for Seattle, especially at plus 300. Make Russell happy, Seahawks. Number two. All right, from one NFC West team to another, let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers. They are at number 43 overall with their second pick. Of course, they went uh, uh, Trey Lance yesterday at number three overall, finally answering the question that we all belabor, that we're all trying to dissect, we're all trying to investigate under the magnifying glass to figure out exactly what they were going to do. Were they going to go Mac Jones? No, he wound up in New England at number 15. He was the guy that plummeted there in the green room, and Lance was their guy. And if you've been listening to our podcast, hopefully you catch that ticket at 3-1. to We were talking about it earlier in the week. So well done, Kyle Shanahan and friends there. I think they're going to go corner. Uh, here in the second round, Lundy, and it's plus 250 that they do again at number 43 overall. Yeah, you have Jason Verrett, and Verrett was money in the bank when he was healthy last season. Guy that was a true shutdown corner uh, in the NFL, but his tag team partner in that defensive back, remember, no Richard Sherman anymore. Deontay Johnson is a weak link. 101.7 passer rating allowed in 10 games a season ago. I think they're going to want to upgrade there. Mela Fonwu, if I can pronounce that correctly, from Syracuse is a a highly coveted guy uh, at corner on the board. Tyson Campbell at the University of Georgia. Georgia, Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky. Uh, And Asante Samuel, I doubt he'll be there at 43, but if he were to fall, of course, kid out of Florida State, that would check an enormous box for this 49ers franchise. So I think they're definitely going to go defense here. I think corner is uh, at the top of their wish list, and they will go with best corner on the board at plus 250. Do you disagree? Uh, no, I don't disagree. Um, they need some help in the secondary. They need um, like a long-term kind of guy that they know that they can count on for the next several years, maybe with some talent that's got some upside and that they think maybe they can take that secondary and build around. And because they're picking at 43, obviously there's still going to be a lot of guys left on the board. So I don't disagree with it at the plus odds. Can I throw a curveball, sure. though, yeah. for those of you that like to get seduced by the juice? And this, to me, Brad, is going to depend entirely on how the um, the initial 10 picks of the round go but wide receiver is plus 700 
for that to be the second round pick for the San Francisco 49ers. And if by chance um, there is a receiver on the board that they really like, I know that that winds up being a lot of draft capital being spent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, But I also think that John Lynch and company can get creative with what they want to do with their defense. I do think they need corner help. I agree with you 100%. But if one of those receivers that maybe they've got a crush on is still there, uh, at 43 plus 700 might be worth like a half a unit for me of a bet just in case things get a little crazy here at the start of day two. Elijah Moore still sitting there and if he were to fall to them at 43 that would be a steal of a deal still I believe the Niners striking rich at corner. Number one. Alright last and certainly not least before we get you some bonus time in the NHL the NBA and Major League Baseball this is my favorite Prop of day two of the NFL draft. The Atlanta Falcons at number 35 overall go running back at plus 400. Now, the Jets pick right in front of them, and so are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars already, you know, really kind of threw a curveball uh, for all of us, taking Travis Etienne in round one. Didn't really expect him to go running back when he had James Robinson on a rookie contract. Undrafted kid last season, went over 1,000 yards already on roster, but uh, that's the direction they wanted to go and add another weapon, and one that's obviously very familiar with Trevor Lawrence and Reed teaming uh, there in Northeast Florida. Uh, so they're not going to go running back. The Jets could. Uh, but I think the Jets are going to end up going corner. I think that's where Asante Samuel could ultimately land with Robert Saleh. Uh, now as the head coach, defensive-minded guy is going to get a defensive player at that position. So who is going to be sitting there sipping pina coladas in the old free agent pool? Well, none other than Javante Williams, uh, who some believe is the best running back in this class, Lundy. Yes, Atlanta has Mike Davis on roster, but Williams last season for the North Carolina Tar Heels forced a missed tackle and obscene 48% of the time. That's an extraordinary number. I've never seen any player at the running back position with over 100 carries in a season, whether at the college level or the NFL level, force a missed tackle nearly half the time. Not only that, but he was also top 10 in yak per attempt. Three-down guy, can get downhill, big-body dude, uh, can certainly carry the mail for this team and work in tandem, uh, though I think he'll be the Clydesdale in short order over uh, one Mike Davis in this backfield. But, look, who needs defense in Atlanta? Who cares? You got Kyle Pitts at a running back, an average over 30 points a game, 4-1. to one? I-, I love this wager. Do you? Um, Kind of. And the reason I say kind of is I love the idea of who's uh, still sitting on the board. My question is, is Williams gone to the Jets at 34? Does he go one pick ahead of them and the Falcons are hosed and can't get the guy that they want? Uh, let's remember, uh, the Jets were relying on who last year? Uh, the, the Yeah, uh, Frank Gore. Uh, come on. <laughs> they need some help. Here. Ty Johnson. Uh, so, so I really I agree with you. I think it would be a fantastic fit with Atlanta go all in with the offense with Matt Ryan all that kind of stuff but if he's gone then I don't see Atlanta stretching for another running back so you could see them go uh, defensive line for example that's a plus 275 on the board Um, I think trying to predict what Atlanta is going to do is a tough one I do like your your call though of running back because if Williams is there I think the Falcons jump all over him I'm just a little concerned Jim uh, that uh, the Jets wind up beating them to the punch well I just hope the 
Jets, uh, listen to their head coach and just think defense, defense, and more defense, please. Because that 4-1 to ticket with an early cash would be a sweet start to night number two. All right, before we get out of here, Lundy, hit me with a rapid-fire NHL pick. Uh, I'm going to give you two, and then I'll leave it up to you out there in podcast land to decide if you want to parlay the two of them together. Because if you do, by the way, it turns into a plus 240. Um, I like Montreal at home tonight taking on Winnipeg. Uh, Winnipeg has been on a little bit of a run, but if you go into the deeper analytics, uh, especially in five-on-five, they actually have not been uh, necessarily as strong. I think they've actually gotten a little bit lucky. I think Montreal will take advantage of that. So go with the Habs on the money line tonight at a minus 114. Then... The Colorado Avalanche, who continue to be one of the uh, favorites to hoist the cup by the time it is all said and done, have lost three in a row. This is not because the team has suddenly fallen off the rails. It is because they've had a lot of guys dealing with COVID, not the least of which has been their number one netminder, Philip Grubauer, who is expected to be back between the pipes tonight for Colorado. They are at home at Ball Arena in Denver. They are taking on the San Jose Sharks, and I think the Avs are going to exact the kind of revenge you would expect after losing three in a row row against San Jose. So not only do I like Colorado on the money line, I'm going to take them on the puck line at a minus one and a half because I think they're going to throttle the Sharks tonight. That is at a minus 124. So as I said, you can go with those two individually, but if you're feeling frisky uh, like I am because of the win last night on night one of the draft, uh, you can parlay those two together and get them at a plus 240. Love it, baby. Some additional bonus time. Let's work in a two-leg parlay in Major League Baseball and a couple of pitcher props. I'm going to take the over on Garrett Cole, nine and a half strikeouts against the Tigers and match it up with Jake Arietta on the under five and a half strikeouts against the Cincinnati Reds. Slap those two together. It's plus 201. Cole's projected to have 11 plus Ks according to some of the projection services out there. Why? Because the Tigers are number one in Major League Baseball in strikeout rate. See what they did yesterday against the Chicago White Sox and Carlos Rodon. Uh, uh, he has uh, been over this total in three of his last four starts, has Cole. Meanwhile, for Arietta, yes, he had the eight punch outs against the free swinging Brewers the last time out. But his prior four starts, he was all under on the five and a half Ks in Cincinnati, middle of the pack in strikeout percentage this season. So uh, I like that two-legger again at plus 201. And in the NBA, give me John Morant over 32 and a half on the points, rebounds, and assist line against the Orlando Magic, uh, who have faded into the abyss here down the stretch. Uh, Morant has been over this number in four of his last six games as a top six matchup according to the FTN Daily Advanced DVP tool for a score and a dimer and the magic number 26 on the year and adjusted offensive efficiency and they've given up 1.147 points per possession in their last three and the Grizz right now are in must win territory every game enormous stakes right now uh, they are solidified as a number eight seed of the west uh, but the San Antonio Spurs and Golden State Warriors are breathing down their necks and that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith the Noise podcast follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy follow me at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And check out FTNBets.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNFantasy.com for all of your sports betting and fantasy sports content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score a sweet subscription discount today. Have a splendid and spectacular weekend. And as always, until Monday, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.